The following pre-recorded program is brought to you by Wrestling with the Inner Man. Welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man, because the first fight we face each and every day is a fight with our flesh. Do we listen to our selfish, sinful nature or to divine nature guided by the Holy Spirit? Your host, David Savage, is a product of the West Texas desert and energy industry who recently received the biggest promotion of his life, reporting directly to the top boss, God. Most people refer to this as retirement today. Co-host, pastor, and evangelist Aaron David Thomas is a bivocational pastor and a marketing manager hewn from the tough streets of Philadelphia. We hope you're ready to rumble because wrestling with the inner man begins now. Good evening, WWM listeners, and Happy New Year to all of you. We begin the new year, 2022, like every new year, you know, with the symbol of the infant, full of hope and optimism, a fresh start. Aaron, have you made any big New Year's resolutions? (laughs) You know I do, man. Happy New Year, man. Good to see you. Welcome back, WWM listeners. Welcome back, Rick. Dave, I'm glad you came back, man. We're going to do it again this year. You know it would be lonely here without you. New Year, new shows, new opportunities. Hey, one of those new opportunities is for everyone that didn't get to and gets to visit ERS, Electronic Restoration Services, our sponsor, who is again with us on this new year. We really appreciate them. And yes, Dave, you know I do, man. I have uh, some New Year uh, resolutions like most people that were require. My resolutions always require a lifelong commitment, so it's kind of pretty easy for me to keep keep going. I can just keep going. Well, I still haven't done that one. Well, I still haven't done that one. But this year, you know, we've talked about it. I'm right. working on right. a real big one. I'm proud of you. Loving I'm my you. wife. Yes. And learning to put her first. A good goal for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. Especially any married man, uh, your first ministry is your wife. So um, how about you? Um, my wife bought me this new scale that has, you know, the metal plates. So it does the the BMI. And I I got on that thing this morning. I didn't like it. Hey, listen, I'm a brother. And I'm going to tell you, when they did the BMI back in 1954, First of all, they did not take into account the structure of a big black man, right? right. I'm, I'm not a little guy. I just can't be little. Right. I couldn't walk till I was almost two. I know the BMI didn't include me. Rick, <laughs> Rick's over there laughing at me. <laughs> was that because you were rolling? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, was, I, I was a rolling little thing. My mama, uh, she had me in the stroller towels 19 months. Literally, the doctor was like, you need to do something about it. They took pictures leaning me up against the wall, and I was just sliding down. Hurry, hurry, click the camera before. All right. Well, man, now you're an athlete. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's just, go with that. Just the, the swan. The swan. Well, look, Christmas and the celebration of the birth of our Lord is behind us, but I do want to acknowledge our Hispanic hermanos. Okay. Tradition of celebrating Three Kings Day on January 6th. Uh, it is the story of the Magi, or the Three Kings, that signifies the divinity of Jesus with their gifts. Gold represents his kingship, frankincense to represent his role as the high priest, and myrrh to represent his sacrifice and burial as the lamb to atone for our sins. 
One of my favorite Christmas carols as a boy growing up was We Three Kings. There was something adventurous and dangerous about their long journey to see the Christ child, foremost of which was traveling you know, by night and by the stars, or in this case, the singular star. This is the focus of today's podcast. If you want to follow our Lord and Savior, if you want to find his peace, which surpasses all understanding, you must go outside and look for his signs in creation. The lyrics to the carol say, We three kings of Orient are, Bearing gifts we traverse afar, Field and fountain, moor and mountain, Following yonder star. Then the chorus goes, O star of wonder, Star of night, star with royal beauty bright, Westward leading, still proceeding, Guide us to thy perfect light. So Aaron, my question to you and our listeners is, in the year 2022, have we forgotten what it is like to experience wonder, to ponder the unbelievable, the inexplicable? Hmm. Okay. That's a whole lot to unpack right there, folks. If you all were listening and I was listening, <laughs> taking notes, trying to record it. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, okay, Dave, first let me address something. Three kings. Man, El Dia de los Reyes. Marks the biblical adoration of baby Jesus by three wise men. Okay. And, and I'm going to get to the wonder, ponder, unbelievable, and inexplicable. But you all, you know something, man? Um, most of my young adulthood and upbringing was in New Mexico where they celebrated everything. And I had never really heard about this three kings thing. Like it's just – but then I – researched it a little bit mm-hmm. and I know that they in Europe and Latin America and Spain it's it's kind of huge you know so that they, they like get a double dip a yeah, double dose. I, I had that in my first marriage <laughs> okay <laughs> double dip that's how you know about <laughs> yes. this stuff right well anyway um first I and I also you know being uh, the pastor evangelist I want to um, clear up some important biblical facts you know and I understand we're, what we're doing and relating to the song and the culture and everything in that in this three kings. But first of all, we don't know how many. Do you know we don't know how many wise men went to see Jesus? And in our culture and in a lot of cultures, they say three, but in Eastern uh, culture, they say up to twelve. But we always tie it to three because of the three gifts. They were the only three brothers that counted. You know, the ones that were carrying something. <laughs> That's how I like to look at it. Secondly, uh, some people call them kings. They weren't. They were magi. And I like to say that because when I studied this, they, they're believed to come from the area of Babylon and Persia and Arabia and all that. And it makes sense when you think about there was Daniel who was taken into captivity, who was in charge of all these guys, teaching them about prophecy and, and, and Jesus and the birth of Jesus and all that. And, and um, the wonder and the amazement of this Messiah who would be born uh, to set up this kingdom. And you're right. You know, when I was looking at wonder and amazement, those Bible facts were just to keep us biblically sound. Yes. Uh, with our must, listeners, because I don't want somebody writing us and, and telling us, you're wrong about this. Listen, we understand exactly what we're doing. Yes. Or at least we like to pretend we do. Dang it. <laughs> but, yeah, wonder and amazement, um, oh, it means amazement, all marvel astonishing surprise. We look and look, but we cannot believe our eyes. When we talk about God being a God of 
wonder. It means everything about uh, God begins and ends with wonder. You know, I like how you uh, pulled um, going outside and just looking up. He, God carries out mirac- miraculous works, and he alone does great wonders. That's what the Bible says. It's him, right? When you think about that wonder, you know, yes, and I believe we don't look for it as much because, unfortunately, we don't seek God as much. We're, we aren't in awe. We aren't in wonder about the amazement of God, and we don't have an overwhelming admiration or respect or even a dread of God. We don't believe, so we don't, we don't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, remember when we were walking in in the parking lot? Yeah. And I said the thing about the Jesus and how the whole world in Christmas time, you know, whether they believe or not, there's a sense uh, of wonder about this Jesus, about this baby. And the world is more giving, more caring and loving because the world is more focused on Jesus. Right. We don't see the wonder in God's creation because we're not focused on God. That's how I wanted to tie that into the show. There you go. All right. Well done. <laughs> well, you know, you've been to my house, and I'm I'm blessed. I have a large backyard. I got a pool and a hot tub, and one doesn't have to go far to get outside and immediately observe God's creation. Amen. You know, in the macro scale of the heavens at night, you know, I'm soaking in the hot tub, I'm just looking up at the sky. I'm in the hot water. I hear that low frequency gurgle of the jets. It's kind of soothing me and creating this comforting rhythm. And then your eyes are searching the skies for peculiar low cloud formations rapidly moving by beneath the moon. Farther out, you can pick up the blinking lights of planes flying overhead. And farther still, you can track satellites racing across the Earth's orbit on a clear night. All those things make me just wonder. I like sitting there and just, you know, letting my mind consider these things. And, you know, of course, the heavens, you know, the heavenly host, all beyond right. that. During the day... You can for- focus more on, on the micro scale, carefully examining the amazing dragonfly that just landed on your finger, hearing the loud vibrational song of the cicadas in the summer, watch the head red house wrens, hummingbirds, bluebirds that are bird feeders. And remember, this is only several feet outside of my back door, so it's, it's close at hand, folks, right. just to get outside. You know that I'm an avid backpacker, and there's no way to describe the world you can observe on foot. You know, moving through the wilderness at a much slower pace than a speeding car. It takes more physical effort, yes, but the opportunity to maximize your experience of the true wonder of God's creation is priceless. You know, to stand on the rim of a, like the Grand Canyon or all the different beautiful panoramic vistas, you know, that I've seen as I've been backpacking, you know, off of Half Dome and Yosemite and many other places. But I want to share and talk about the things that make me wonder with other people who wonder about similar or even different things. And I have to say that finding those people is becoming more and more difficult, and that <laughs> kind of makes me sad. You know, The world right. of screens and man-created images is overwhelming all of us. TikTok videos have too many of us gaping with open mouths at video after video, wasting greater and greater amounts of time in a make-believe Alice in Wonderland world of entertainment that unwittingly diminishes our real-world experience with real people We should be interacting with right in front of us. People need to be reminded that AI stands for artificial intelligence, not authentic intelligence. I like that. So, Aaron, how about some some biblical wisdom on this topic of wonder? Biblical wisdom on wonder. There's a lot of it. But I want to say, man, first of all, I, I like how poetically you put that together. But listen, bro, 
a dragonfly land on my hand, I'm, he he's getting splat. I'm not going <laughs> to wonder. He's going splat. But the way you 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 said it and, and the beauty of it, because the dragonfly is really uh, beautiful. And I, too, like the sound that the cicadas make. I think that is one of the most amazing things and the wonder because they're not out all the time. Right. Right. And when you learn that they're only out, they live underground, they come out at a certain years. It takes years for them to come back. And uh, anyway, but I, I, um, it's very rare that I just quote tons of scripture on our show. But the question that you put before me and the fact that men are not in all God is just a, stat, a sad state of affairs and leads us to other struggles, right? Our, our, our lack of being in awe of God and, and, and wonder and amazement brought me to, I, I was just looking up some scriptures and I'm gonna, and I'm going to probably paraphrase most of them and go through them real quick. But uh, Psalms 8, 1 through, through uh, 1, 3 and 4, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set glory in the heavens. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Love right? That I love that, right? That God cares for us and he created all this for us. You know, that's the beauty uh, 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 of that too, where we miss it. He created this for us to have dominion and rule over, and we'd rather look at a screen that we created. Ouch. Anyway, the heavens declare the glory of God, you know, through through God all things were made, and without him nothing was made. You know, Psalms 95, for the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods, and his hands are the depth of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. And, and this one always speaks to me. It says, for since the creation, Romans 1.20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Dave, man, and that's just a few. There's Psalms 104. How many are your works, Lord? Talking about what he created. No, no, no. Why we have the problems is why we aren't in all. The three kings went to see the Messiah. They were in all. Uh, they were in all of a savior, a king, right? They were in all of this child that was been born, the prophecy of how he's going to be born, the star that was le- leading him to uh, to be born. They followed creation, uh, which talked and led them to the king, right? Right. Man, if we would follow creation, it would lead us to the, woo! I like the way I did that, <laughs> right? If we, <laughs> right? But we aren't. And because, um, uh, we can't wonder and marvel at his creation because we aren't appreciative. We don't understand the wonder of him, the marvel of him. Man can ponder uh, the inexplicable, the unbelievable. Man can't ponder the inexplicable and unbelievable because I believe that man is truly losing his faith. And that was kind of the reason of the birth of the show, to get back to what men struggle with and how we as men can have a greater grasp on our battles, right, right, the things that we wrestle with, because we, if we have a greater biblical perspective, a greater awe and wonder of God, it will create a greater life for us. It, it, it just does. I don't know, man. Well, just think about these uh, three kings, you know, and they were they were wise. That's what right. we were told. They're wise men. Wise so men. they, you know, right. if you saw something that was predicted 
and it met all of these, you know, really tight circumstances. And then there's a star in the sky that wasn't there before. I mean, that would be very exciting. You know, I'd want to see, you know, you know, I have an interest in magic since childhood because I wanted to make my vegetables disappear. <laughs> but uh, that's another story. But hold on. You but, know, yeah. I want to say something. You know something about that star that people don't – another wonder about that and where you know it's got – stars don't travel uh, north to south. This char- star was traveling north to south. Stars only travel east to west. According to what I was studying and reading, and this star was traveling in a direction that stars normally don't travel, leading these men – to the to God. Anyway, that's just another thing. Wow. Yeah. Blowing my mind. <laughs> well, speaking of blowing my mind, I was reading an article recently where Rexley, a 35-year tech and telecom industry expert, was testifying before Congress about some deceptive oh, yeah. practices used by social media networks, in particular brain hijacking. <laughs> Lee said that social media apps, including those developed by Google Meta, the new name for Facebook, and ByteDance are intentionally developed to be addictive. Part of what makes these platforms addictive is associated with brain hijacking technologies, which involve suggestive and manipulative advertising. In his testimony before Congress, Lee said he was shocked to learn that Sean Parker, the first president of Facebook, admitted that the platform was intentionally developed using addictive technology associated with something he described as a social validation feedback loop. I want to repeat that. A social validation feedback loop. So if you guys haven't seen this documentary slash movie, Social Dilemma, yeah, that's it, a good it's, one. it's frightening. And uh, it's a confession you know, by many of the developers who at the time were young, talented software developers being lavishly compensated for clickbait. But they inadvertently created this Frankenstein. You know, I've seen this film. My daughter recommended it to me. And now these people are older adults with children of their own who are sounding the alarm on that Frankenstein that they built, recognizing the serious behavioral problems they created that are now clearly obvious. Uh, and to a person, all of them will not let their own children have a smart pad or iPad device. That's on the, that's on the show and, and by these developers. So Parker <coughs> expressly stated that the feedback loop was exactly the kind of thing that a hacker like myself would love to come up with because you're exploiting vulnerability in human psychology. This is why people are checking their smartphones up to 150 times a day. That's insane. Aaron, this may be the single largest thing our listeners are wrestling with each and every day. So how can we help? Well, man, uh, David, I, I, I say it all the time. It is part of the reason that this show was birthed out of out of your book, The Savage Path, right? And I wanted to make sure that we mentioned that. It's about my, man finding his way back to God, uh, the wonder, the amazement of God. In your memoirs in The Savage Path, uh, that's another plug for David's book, as you journeyed through life, it brought you to this greater revelation of God and the need for more of him in your life. It, to, even today, you know, you might not have saw it in all your trips and, and all that you did, but God was using his creation to make you fall in love with him. Yes, by for fall, sure. Right? And, and, and I see that. And uh, that's the that answer rings true uh, for our listeners uh, today, male or female. You want to be set free from AI or from anything, Right. 
you want to have something to really search for, like like the wise men did. You you want to really be able to be in awe and wonder, right? Not in what everyone can see. In awe and wonder, do do like the wise men. Bow at the feet of the Creator, the Son of God. They bowed at the child, the child born in Bethlehem, and you will start to see the unexplicable, the inexplicable, the unexplainable, the inexplicable come alive right before your eyes. You pay attention to what God has done, who God is. And then you'll see what God has done. And you will marvel. You will wonder. You will uh, 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 see uh, things from a whole different level. I know that I have. I've got to experience that. I know you have. And and we're hoping that you will, our listeners, that as you listen, you will get to see how wonderful and amazing and inexplicable God is. It's just, but it only comes from seeking him because he, the Bible says he removes the shackles from your eyes. He gives you, he gives sight to the blind. And in that area of life, a lot of us are blind. Right. Well, all right. We're going to try to help you out here a little bit. It's these social validation, validation feedback loops are what's at heart and why young teen girls, as well as boys who utilize this technology can be harmed by it. They get addicted to it. And here's the thing, they can never find fulfillment in it. And then they end up depressed. And then they end up constantly having to look for that validation, not only from the technology, but from the other end users on the platform. And here's how the rest of the story goes. This is dangerous because it contributes to cyberbullying, where the bullies also may become addicted to bullying others online. They get a few thumbs up from a post where they're bullying somebody, and then more thumbs up come. And then that person, the bully, becomes addicted to actually harming people as well as harming the recipient, starts getting you know harmed. And we know what that leads to, anxiety, self-harm, and even suicide. Right. So this is the, that's the path that we're talking about. You go outside, you look at God, you look at the skies and wonder and awe, or this is the other darker path. So here's a, here's a suggestion for our listeners. All by yourself, with no one else looking, check your screen time statistics on your phone. Are you surprised by how high it is? You will be amazed. Next, make a commitment to yourself to reduce it by some measurable amount and replace it with some outside time of any kind. Do something easy like just sitting out in your backyard, taking a walk, visiting a park, just watching children or dogs play. As you observe creation, allow your mind to wonder about things you are observing. Simply the changing of the season, leaves falling or growing, how birds fish, you know, in a small rapid in a creek, I promise you will begin to feel more alive than you have in a long time. You will be more aware of your own role in nature and your relationship with other living things in God's creation. And like the three kings, you just might encounter the Christ child. <laughs> Amen, buddy. That's a great suggestion. And, you know, I, I just want to reiterate that. Uh, on what I said earlier, we started the show off talking about these three kings looking for more and following the star, looking for more, uh, looking for the Savior, uh, observing the star to, to notice this star because their hearts were set on finding the sta- Savior. They wanted to be. Well, we have uh, the bright morning star. 
which is another name for Jesus to follow that will not only lead us to great wonder of creation and our creator, but will lead us to salvation. You want more? Go outside and look toward the heavens and ask God to reveal himself to you and watch in amazement as he starts to answer that prayer. Listen, y'all, wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us. Let's talk about it. If you're not in wonder or amazement of God, talk to us. We'll, We'll get you on that path. All right, let's just pray it out. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all the ways that are there for us to discover every day. But we do have to go outside and look for them. We have to be with you in your creation, and then you will give us that peace that surpasses all understanding. We just ask that in this new year that each one of us will take that opportunity to spend more time with you. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. AM 1070, The Answer, Wrestling with the Inner Man. Thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Inner Man with David Savage and Pastor Aaron Thomas. We believe the winners in this ring courageously follow God's word, love and protect God's woman, excel at God's work, batters God's world and his children. For more information, reach out to David and Pastor Aaron at wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. That's wrestlingwiththeinnerman at gmail.com. Tune in next time as Wrestling with the Inner Man tackles more tough topics to train up a generation of better men.